Hi, and hello, and welcome to the Somerset Sky Point Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Fogler, and we have a special state championship cross-country special happening right now. So I'm going to introduce our three guests right now. We have Elliot, who's been on the podcast before. How are you doing, Elliot? Um, I'm good. We have Jack, the all-star state champion. How are you doing today? Uh, good. Good. And then we have Carter Prater. First time on the podcast. How are you doing, sir? I'm all right. I'm all right. All right. So like this is like talking about this. I'm just going to go around and ask you guys some specific questions mm-hmm. about cross country. Um, I, I'm really curious because in the summer I went to some of your guys' practices. You guys just run like it's just so much running. So like mm-hmm. just Elliot, start us off. Talk about like the training that goes in for you being the state champion team and individual. Um, A lot of a lot of miles. I run like 60 to 75 miles a week and we do a lot of hit workouts so like in the mornings when we have first period we're doing like our workouts hit workouts spreads um yeah those mileage and hit workouts i think make the biggest difference okay and then same thing like jack like how much training goes into this for you like do you do individual stuff or just with the team uh, I, I do a lot of, I just do most of my trainings with the team. I used to do a lot more like doubles, which would be like, you know, like running in the morning. Like last year I would double a lot more in the morning, but then this year I ended up getting injured, which kind of threw me off a bit and I wasn't able to run in the morning anymore, but, um, I just, I do the morning stuff in first period and then we go to practice and, um, train later that day. So is this the first time you dealt with an injury? Uh, yeah, I mean, I had an injury before, but it wasn't as bad. So this injury, it took me out for like two weeks and it really set me back, I feel like. So I, I wasn't even sure what the injury was. What, what happened? Uh, I had a lot of inflammation in my Achilles and, um, it basically was just causing it to like hurt and it would like always hurt when I was walking or something like that. And then it got to a point where I just felt like I needed to take a time off before it got worse. So, yeah, but that was the worst one I've had. Are you, but you were able to run, like, are you still dealing with it right now? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I still kind of feel like the, like, it's still kind of there a little bit, but it's not nearly as bad as it was. Um, but I, that injury, like, started, like, forming, like, at the beginning or, like, in the middle of summer, and I was just running through it because I, I wanted it to go away, and I figured it would just go away, but... As that's what happens most of the time when I get injured is just like it goes away. But this one did not, and then it it eventually all built up to me having to take time off. Yeah, which is tough, especially in like the cross country world. I, I'll go back to that. But Carter, training goes into this because Carter, you're also a basketball player, and so we have tryouts this weekend for basketball. But like you are still going to practices. Does Shepard know that? Um. I haven't, I haven't gone to any basketball practice. Oh, you haven't gone to anything? I thought you were at stuff. Oh, uh, well, uh, when we went to Utah, I was. But oh, okay. Then I chilled out because we had cross country. But today I'm going, and Wednesday, and Saturday, and then the next day, and forever, yeah. And then you're back committed to that? So, like, do, do you still have to train for cross country during basketball season because oh, yeah. you're running so much? Oh, yeah. So I have this question, and I don't know, like, I want you guys to think about it for a second, because I was asking Fawcett this, too, because we went to the cross-country meet this weekend. I really wanted Fawcett to be on this podcast, but your guys all having the same electives is way easier since you guys are all all-star students. You all have all these advanced classes. It's hard to pull you guys from. Um, but, like, when you guys are running, because you're doing, what, three miles, 
what what percent of speed are you going at? You can't say 100%, right? Like you're not going to sprint three miles. But like how fast are we talking percentage-wise? Fawcett said it's like around 85% of your overall speed. Would that be pretty accurate? Yeah, I would yeah, say that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I think accurate. that's accurate. I'm like sitting at like 80% for most of the race. And then, you know, like the last probably like half mile, miles when it really starts to hurt. And then that's probably when you're going your fastest. You're like going all out 100%. Yeah, I feel like the end, your, your last like 300 meters is your 100%. But in reality, you're so tired by that point that it's not it's not that much faster than what you've been going. So, oh, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I've been in races where like my hunt, like I've felt good the whole time, and then like when there's a half mile left, I just like like just go all out, and I can go all out for that half mile. But I've also been in races where like I can't even sprint the last 50 meters because I'm so tired. So like it really just depends on how you run the race and how fit you are. And and like the. I have a question about your specific race because I'm learning about the cross country Mm -hmm. side of this. But what you just said kind of like popped out with talking about like the specific races. Is it different? Like the different fields or like the I don't know what you call them, like the different paths you go, because like what I was wondering is. They're not all the same, right? Like like there were rocks and dirt. You guys are running in weird space. Is there ever like nice? Like, is there a place that's like the best place to do these races? Track. Oh, do they do them on tracks? <laughs> Not during cross country, but do like, they ever have cross country races on tracks? There's like Don't do it. there's been some races where like the final stretch is on a track and like you have to like the last 100 meters is on a track. But like we had a race at the beginning of the year, the Red Rock Invitational, and it was like all like it was all asphalt and it was um it was a little uphill mm-hmm. and then um a lot of downhill and uphill, but like it was still a fast course. So like I would say that was like a really good environment for country and so for people listening at home so i went there with mr fawcett who is an also a cross-country person mm-hmm. um so he told me i had to go there special because he was i don't know if you guys noticed but wherever he was i was a little bit far behind because yeah. he was sprinting <laughs> to places but he was sprinting there to places where you guys were all by yourselves yeah. that was his whole purpose is like i don't want to go around with the crowds they don't need that i'll motivate them when they're in these specific spots but what i found because he obviously did cross-country what i found like the most interesting thing is some of these areas, like, you're literally by yourself. There's no security or anything. And there was a stray dog. I don't know if you guys saw the stray dog. But there was a stray dog just running around. And I was like, there's got to be incidences where, like, these stray dogs attack kids that are running. They see somebody running. Like, these got to be some crazy things. That Go ahead, Ellie. What were you going to say? We, my sophomore year, so two years ago, we had a meet at Clark High School. And one of our runners was running and this dog was literally biting his ankle as he was running (laughs) and he was like trying to kick the dog off it was that's my favorite like meat story what do they do for that nothing (laughs) they They just go this is part of the course you have to you have to finish I've, I've seen cross-country coaches, like, they're, like, professional. They have, like, cross-country world championships for, like, you know, the fastest guys in the world. And they have courses where they just, like, put hay bales in the middle of the course and you have to jump over them. Oh, so they do it on purpose. They do it on purpose. And then there's, like, a pit of water that you have to, like, also jump over. Like, they do this on purpose. Oh, so it's kind of like a Tough Mudder or, like, a Spartan race where it's, yeah, like, you have to be there. Most cross-country courses are not like that, though. But the other thing that I noticed is, like, you guys, were when you're working on this, like, dirt and rock path, like, it could always, like, twist an ankle or something, right? Like, it's yes. so – it's not – like, I just keep on thinking about, like, how – difficult this is because in your like how often did you guys go all the way to henderson and practice that course before you ran it we even we didn't do that at all this year we, we ran so it. that's the first time you ran it no. this year well like this year 
No, we ran a race earlier this year in that course. But last year, we ran that course, like, like at least eight times. So, like, we know that course, like, the back of our heads at this point. Yeah, we know it sucks. <laughs> okay, so, like, talk to me specifically about the race. Because we're going to go to, like, Saturday. And since you guys, the ladies went first, that's mm-hmm. the one I'm noticing, the first one. So, the very first thing, and I have video of it, is, mm-hmm. like, I'm at, like, the first part where no one else around. Yes. And you're in a lead. <laughs> Are you sprinting out the gate? How did you get so far ahead of everybody? I mean, this is the very start of the race. Yeah, I just went out fast because I know, like, if I I can go out fast and I can hold it for a pretty good amount of time, that anybody, and I knew anybody that tried to follow me, if I go out fast enough, that I'll die them out. And so I just went for it. And I think my first mile was, like, sub six. And then I definitely slowed down a little bit after that. But, yeah, I just, like tried to like hold out for as long as I were you nervous that you're like gonna like lose your breath or like um I was nervous because I like regionals last week I did I went a lot easier but I had a big lead and it was a lot easier and so I was going on Saturday and I was like oh my gosh this kind of sucks I feel like they might um catch up to me and I could hear the girl from legacy yeah Yeah. legacy oh yeah um she had a crazy race and so she like i could hear her behind me like almost the whole time and it's it scared me you thought like she was gonna start sprinting (laughs) so if somebody's getting up close you got to go faster than right like it's just part of like that thing is there like so in race cars um not that i've watched very much of that either but like in nascar i always see like the cars like get in front of them would there be any of that thing if like somebody was trying to pass you could you like get in front of them like cut people off. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do. We do it like all the time. Oh, it is. So it's part of the race. It's yeah. It's only bad that you like. They don't want you to cut people off on the final stretch. So like on the last like 100 meters, if they see you cut some kid off, then they might DQ you. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. But the rest of the race, you can like you can like shove an elbow. Whoa whoa! Did you just like you went to hit somebody? Like you've done that before? Oh yeah, I've been shoved. Listen, I've shoved cross people. Cross country is a contact sport, bro. It gets it gets competitive. It's a contact sport. Yeah. I want to see this. You push into like this. a hill, like. Yeah. I, so so like talking about like carter have you ever dealt with that oh yeah um so uh our lake mead race that uh yeah yeah so wait did we have the principal of the school coming on the podcast real quick so we are talking uh how are you doing sir good so he was also at the these, cross-country event all these champions i know these are the three you know like our three of our best cross-country we were just talking about the race and then what i found out is that they elbow everybody and so, like, I was just asking Carter about the story of he've ever elbowed somebody like he does at basketball, like if he's elbowing people while they're racing. Is this true, Carter? Yeah, yeah. So, me and, uh, so there was a race to, the race before regionals, it was at the same course, and it was Lake Mead Invitational, and there were so many teams there that, like, when we were lining up, we could only fit, like, three people at the front of our team, and, like, at regionals and state, we could fit four or five. So, me and Jack were right next to each other, and the school next to us was basic high school, and then on this side was Liberty High School. So they shot the gun, and both teams just went, boom, right into us. So, like, Jack went, like, flying this way. I went flying. Michael Howard, he's, like, the biggest dude on the team. He went flying that way. And then, like, I ended up right next to Jack, like, in, like, in, like, it was really bad. I almost bad. fell on my face that race because really, we, got, we got smacked. It was really bad. It was <laughs> nice. really bad. And Elliot, she just takes off and there's nobody to elbow because she's so far ahead of everybody. Literally, I was just talking to her about that. It's because, like, I was was at, like, the first part where no one was. And, like, right away, that was the thing that stuck out in my head. You were so far ahead of everybody else. Like, there would be no chance. But 
she did say she was nervous about people like trying to get in front of her, but they do it like NASCAR where they don't let people get in front of them. I didn't know you could do that, but that that sounds all of a sudden there's more competition to this side. Elliot was showing me that she's like nudging people and knocking people down. I'm like, whoa, like so that's awesome. Um so like oh go ahead. So nine thirty today we'll meet in the hallway by the gym or the weight room and then we'll do the senior I mean the the championship stroll with the the girls and the Yep. Nine thirty on mo- on Monday, that was awesome. Okay. So let Paul know. Uh, yeah, and I'll go in the time machine backwards because it's Wednesday, so I will do that <laughs> <laughs> for the audience listening at home. I guess we just gave it up that this is a Monday now since this won't be posted till Wednesday. Um, so finishing up the podcast, just talking about like the the thing that goes on next. I just want to go around here. So in the future, you're obviously a senior. You're moving on. Like, yeah. what is the plan going to the next step? Um, right now, I think the plan is going to be to run for UNLV. Um, yeah, I was already planning on going to school at UNLV, and it's just based on how much money they give me, and if they give me enough that I don't have to have a job, then I'll run for them. If not, then I'm okay not competing anymore. Oh, whoa, that's news to me. So you might not do cross-country anymore? Yeah, I'm okay with it. Like, I think that... This has been like such a fun experience and such a good learning experience, and I'm so glad I did it. But I'm also okay with moving on if it doesn't um, suit my best interest anymore. So would you, um, if you don't do cross country mm-hmm. and you just finish it, are you still gonna run or? Yes, 100%. So you'll always be yes, like somebody who running. goes. Yes. It, it's so funny. Like I talk to people about this because I feel like the people that are cross country, like they'll be lifelong runners because they get that mm-hmm. like. In the mornings, they go running and they just feel good for mm-hmm. the rest of the day. I feel that way about weight training. I've mm-hmm. never felt that about running. I hate it. But um, <laughs> like even on Saturday, I did 6,000 steps with Fawcett mm-hmm. just chasing you guys to different spots. <laughs> I don't. I always wonder what it looked like to you guys running because he would get there and he'd be screaming at you. And then I would get there and I'd be like, oh, out of breath. And then all of a sudden he'd be like, all right, we got to sprint over here. And then he'd run again. And I'm like, where are you going? Like, he slow down. He sprints it, yes. but he is he's shorts. the best. Yes. He those shorts every, every, since I was a freshman, he's been wearing the same thing every. He's definitely a minimalist. Like when I talk to him about like stuff, he's like, at any point I could, well, he doesn't talk like that. He's like, uh, at any point I can pack up my stuff and I could just leave. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. All right. Oh so God. next for you, Jack, like, are you obviously going to be cross country? Like what's the next? So like, what's next year look like? Um, well, right now, like after cross country, uh, I think the main focus is just training for track because I didn't really have a very good end to my season. I think the end of my season was uh, a little bit disappointing, so I want to go back. Because of play. injury. Yeah, be, uh, injury is part of it, and um, but I want to go back into track season and kind of redeem myself and like put myself back up there um, at the top where I think I should be. Okay, and then next year for cross country, you'll be back? Next year for cross 100%. country, yeah. The goal is to you know win all of my races pretty much because it's senior year so do you think you guys can win state again yes i think we can because uh, we're still going to be in 4a and i think 4a for us is going to be uh like i think we're just like levels ahead of the competition in 4a so next year will be the last year then because every two years they have it yeah 5a how will we do 5A is going to be difficult because, like, I'm going to be graduated. It's only going to be him, and we're going to have to focus on 
getting on getting new kids like to join our team so like if they're if we have some good uh new talent on our team then i think carter could lead them to another state championship in 5a but it's gonna be tough if there are seventh and eighth graders that are gonna be track and cross-country stars just we have to make sure they stay here and not go to shadow because that's the look at all your eyes light up when i say (laughs) yes like we got to keep them here so that'll be part of that like our attempt to do stuff for that so carter Obviously, you're transitioning to basketball now, right? Yep. 100% in on basketball. And then, look at that. Okay. And then next year, for sure, cross-country again. For sure. For sure, cross-country. And then next year, also basketball afterwards? Possibly, yeah. Possibly. I knew that was going to (laughs) happen. And then, so if you really do well in cross-country and you can get scholarships, does that mean you kind of focus on just cross-country? Is that kind of what your thoughts are? Um, Yeah, because when you have, like, running, you can't just, like... You can't have, like, that three-month period where I'm, like, okay, I'm running 50 miles a week, but I'm also doing basketball, so I'm, like, not 100% in on running. And, like, I can, like, say, Jack, he's not doing basketball, so he's going to be running 70 miles a week during the winter, and he's going to be getting much better. While I'm running 50, it's not going to be, like, we're not going to have the same growth levels. Like, I'm going to get better, but he's going to, like, have a huge jump. Wow. And then, like, during track season, I'm sure I can make up some of that ground because then I'll just be full on the track. So if it comes down to it and I'm like, okay, somebody's offering me, hey, come run this for me, I'll be like, okay, I don't need basketball. Which will happen. I mean, I understand it. I obviously like basketball and football are my two sports. So it's sad for me that we lose athletes. I feel like we have to share athletes at a school that's small like this. Um, but... I, I do understand that, like, there's a different kind of training because in basketball, it's short-term speed. That's the most important is a short burst of speed where in cross-country, it's that longevity of the speed. So it's a different thing completely. And it's different from basketball and football because I – for football, um, it's like 20 yards. You're not going to run more than 20 yards on any given play. So it's like speed and strength is the most important thing when it comes to playing football. So I understand that. So we have to do this because – to finish the podcast. I feel like there's no way we can do a cross country champion podcast without talking about coach Shepard and coach Nelson. So mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know, like I've met very few people that I respect more than both of those coaches. Obviously Nelson's my best friend in real life. Um, mm-hmm. I coach basketball with him. I don't know if there's a person that I've ever thought was a better coach and human being than Nelson. And then I met Shepard and I look at what he's done for this program. And I look at what he, how he wins state for track. We don't even have a track. And <laughs> I see what we're doing with cross country and I just like, it's unbelievable. So mm-hmm. you're obviously a senior. We'll start here and we'll just go around this way, Elliot. So mm-hmm. what has your been experience with coach Shepard? Um, it's been awesome. I honestly, from the past two years that I've been running with him, he really like built this program into something that is so unbeatable. Like my sophomore year, we like, we did okay. I think we got fit that state, but now we're a team that is literally beating all the 5A schools. Every time we compete with them, we're beating them. And it's all because of him. You look at these other schools, and they aren't having the same results from their runners. We don't have the numbers that other schools have. We don't have the opportunities that other schools have. And he is able to take such a small number and such a small amount of athletes and literally make them the best. I can't say it any more than that is 100%. Um, 
So what do you think? Anything you want to add to the Coach Shepard? Uh, Coach Shepard is probably the only reason I am still at this school because when I first got here, um, I didn't know what I was going to get into because I had never been to the school. You did so play basketball too, right? I did play basketball first year, um, my freshman year, but I, I came to the school and I didn't really know what to expect and I found his cross-country training and then I started going and I found out that he was cool and the team was cool and the environment and that made me want to stay even more and then along with that it grew like the motivation to like oh I want to be the best in Nevada so then I I contribute all my success to him and I'm just lucky that um, out of all these big schools who have all these coaches I think that this school has the best one and I think I got really lucky to be like end up here with with him. I 100% agree with you. All right, Carter, you got like big shoes. You should have went first. Look at your yeah. face. You're like, I can't think of anything to add to it. Um, the only reason I'm running is because of Shepard. Um, I just went, I went to one track practice and then he was like, you're the best, blah, 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 blah. And then, uh, then you put him with the distance kids. And then, yeah, he put me with the distance kids. And then uh, I did like one workout with them. And then he was like, you're done. So I just like stood there and then they just kept doing laps. And I was like, why can I not do it? So then he just like... And from then on, he just kind of like just pushed me to be better. But I, I running's okay. But like the only <laughs> reason I do it is probably because Shepard and the, the team. Yeah, I mean that, it's an easy fix for that. I understand it because like your passion is basketball, right? Like you like that I, as I a do sport. Like, I do like basketball as a sport. Yes. Yeah. So like it, it it goes back down to like your passion versus this. Like I so we had a we had a track coach not anywhere near. Shepard, but he was an actually like he went to the Olympics. His name was Coach Robertus, and he had kids the same way because he had this high level of success with stuff. He actually was our football uh, conditioner. But you have people like this, like Shepard, that are I feel like life changing for kids. And that the whole reason I said I've said this since the very first podcast. Anybody who's listened to this from the beginning is this is a time capsule for me. Like I like to like highlight the people and the students, and then in ten years we talk about this and. I look at Coach Shepard and I don't know, like, I always think of like, he's program changing. And if he was not here, it would be a different program. Who knows where we would be at if it wasn't for <laughs> him. Not be not be not so um, it's definitely like I tease him because, I mean, obviously he's not that strong, but like he's <laughs> obviously a great coach and it's a lot of it to do with him running. So um, Coach Shepard, I hope you listen to this because you have your three all-star students. Um, I couldn't say anything else nice about him. And then obviously Coach Nelson, um, I think Nelson went to cross country because of Shepard. Oh, yeah. And yeah. He, that's why he, I think he wanted to do strength and conditioning. Um, you know, it's hard not to be passionate about something when you have somebody who has so much passion in life. And like to me, I tell this to all my students when I was a teacher is that key to me in life is finding your passion. The ancient Greeks used to say mm-hmm. like on their like deathbed is like if you don't have a passion for life about something, you don't have a successful life. But if you can find what your passion is and you can make that your life it changes everything. And like, obviously coach Shepard has found his passion in coaching and doing cross country and track because there's nobody like him in the world. So, mm-hmm. um, anyways, um, we're going to end this podcast. I cannot wait to see what you guys have in store. Obviously I hope you run at UNLV and you become mm-hmm. an all-star. I can't wait to see what you guys next year are, but, um, I hope as you guys get older, you come back and you listen to this podcast and you remember this timepiece, like, because right now, whatever you're thinking about, like when we do our walk, when we go out there and how exciting it is, you can come back to this podcast and be like, remember this moment in your life when this was, because when you get older, 
you have bills, you have, you know, responsibilities galore, you have a job. It's just not the same as this experience you have with your team. So again, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast and thank you guys for listening.